0: I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder and CEO of Girl Boss. And this is Girlboss Radio, the show for and about ambitious women, exploring the wins, losses, and insights learned on the winding road to success. By the time you hear this episode, it will be December, which is wild to think about. But I want you to go back to earlier this summer when everyone was jamming out to the biggest and baddest songs of that season. There were certainly a lot of good songs playing on the radio and one of those big hits was a song that's just a little bit naughty but tons of fun and it's called My Type by the rapper Saweetie. And if you haven't heard it, well I hope you take a few minutes to listen to it because it's a fun song, I love the music video, and Saweetie is our guest on today's episode of Girl Boss Radio. And if you're not already a fan, I think you will be soon enough, Saweetie is a rapper from NorCal. Her persona and attitude, I think, just really embodies the Girl Boss mentality of going out there and doing your thing and doing it like a boss. And that's why I'm so excited to have her on the podcast with us. When Saweetie walked in our doors, she actually came in with a copy, a hardcover of the original Girl Boss book, which probably means she bought it back when it first came out five years ago and like a true fan. She had all kinds of annotations and notes and was filled with highlighter and it was very well read, which is the biggest compliment when somebody shows me a book that's dog-eared and abused because that means they've spent a lot of time with it.
1: Here's a little bit of that moment. With a lot of social media artists, especially women because we have it hard, like sometimes they're always trying to attribute, you know, our success to luck. And you said something in your book on page 119. What I hate about luck is that it implies being devoid of responsibility. It implies that you can do nothing and then step into success as easily as stepping into a pile of poop on the sidewalk. That's so true because when when I, when I see that, I'm like, have to constantly remind myself that I'm not lucky, like I worked my ass off to get here.
0: I'm excited for you to hear my chat with Saweetie up ahead. We talk about how she structures her workdays, how she deals with the haters and trolls online, and how you can walk into a room and own it like a real boss. We cover a lot. You don't wanna miss this episode. Here's our conversation. So, Weedy, thank you so much for joining me on Girlboss Radio. Of course. How are you today? I'm so happy to be here. You're sitting here holding a copy of girl boss, my girl boss and the hardcover <laughs> which is like you probably bought it early like when i it, bought it yeah oh Brothers my god that makes Mm-mm. me so happy um and you're from sacramento yeah sacramento in the bay area i grew up in sacramento
1: oh my gosh did you leave that out the book or is that in there uh i think it might be in the book
0: okay. i don't know it's not something i'm super excited about we oh, lived represent,
1: in girl. we lived in citrus heights and then oh, we lived okay. in Folsom. yes i played volleyball and like Folsom was like our rivalry. Oh, wow! Mm-hmm. The Bulldogs, the Bulldogs was that girl. It? Yes. Oh, they my god, amazing!
0: <laughs> so, I like to start up every episode of Girl Boss Radio with the same question because mm-hmm. everybody who comes on this podcast is incredibly accomplished, but we all have a start, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Sacramento is not very glamorous. My right. first job was at Subway. What was your first, like, crap job, like, early job?
1: abercrombie and fitch and victoria's retail victoria's yeah. secret mall jobs holiday season yeah we yeah. did
0: a lot of the girls in this office like half of them have worked at either abercrombie or hollister i don't
1: know what that says about us girl i mean it's like it looks like it's fun to work for but then once you're working for there it's kind of like i don't want to work here now. like how <laughs> many
0: how many panties do i have to fold today right
1: yeah and you were an athlete a year round so
0: mm-hmm. you were and and Excellence runs in your family. So your grandfather was on the the 49ers. Yeah, he has a Super Bowl ring. That's amazing. Uh Are you actually related to Gabrielle
1: Union? It's my dad's cousin. So like, if we're being technical. That counts. Yeah. (laughs) That counts. And she
0: lives probably across town. So you're close. How did your background in sports affect your approach to your career? Do you feel like that was a great foundation for what you're doing today?
1: Um, Discipline-wise, yes. However, like one of my regrets I do have in life is... So I always wanted to be in the city because I felt like and you could like feel me on this like for fashion for music you want to be in a poppin area. So when I was offered like my full ride scholarships for volleyball they were like in the middle of nowhere and I'm like I can't do this because it's gonna stop me from like breaking being a breakout star in college. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean unfortunately well fortunately I graduated wasn't able to pursue music but I had to let go of volleyball in order to like go to school in LA. Yeah and Mm -hmm. so you went
0: First you went to San Diego State? Uh Uh-huh, and then I went to USC. And then USC, you studied communications. And business. And business, and I Mm -hmm. wanna get into business a little bit with you. But you graduated with a 3.6 GPA. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to get your degree out? I mean, it's like, you are playing sports, but why was that important to you?
1: Um, So it was important to my mother, and I didn't have no offers. You know, Sacramento, like, it's not even a B market city. It's just a, ain't nothing out there. <laughs> so I didn't have any inspiration to like, you know, have me go towards music. So I was like, what can I do in the meantime in between time school. So that's what I did. And then I was gonna drop out. And then I was like, Okay, well, if I get into my dream school in LA, LA is perfect for music, then I'm gonna, you know, stay in school and graduate. So then that's why I stayed in school and graduated because I got in. And so you've
0: kind of always been an entrepreneur. You mm. You sold a line of hats from a collection called The Money Club. The Money Making Mommies. The Money Making Mommies. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you've said that like you and, was it your sister used to sell candy? Like, Me and my cousins. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And then
1: I would sell um, candy out of my bag in high school. That's amazing. I feel <laughs> like it's better than like whatever everyone
0: else was selling out of their bags in high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you've had a lot of day jobs. You worked in retail. Mm-hmm. You went to college. Were you, you always wanted to be a musician, yes. like an artist? Mm-hmm. You started with poetry. Yes. How did poetry lead you to what you're doing today?
1: Um, I feel like, so I'm an introvert when it comes to expressing myself. Like, other than that, I'm very outgoing, but I've never been someone that has been comfortable with expressing my feelings so I feel like the best way to do that was through poetry and then once I realized that poetry was basically rap over a beat I was like oh this is so much fun to do. So you've said that your family's
0: just been really supportive of your your career path and a Mm -hmm. lot of us that go a more creative route we have challenges with Mm -hmm. our parents and it can make make just such a huge difference when we go to pursue something creative. What would Um. your advice be to other aspiring musicians whose family doesn't approve like
1: um I would say so my my mom was very skeptical because she had a hard life and she wanted me to be successful so she was kind she didn't she wasn't not supportive but she was just very like She had her doubts because she was like, "Girl, everybody wants to be an artist," (laughs) and like, even she wanted to get into entertainment. So she just wanted to like keep me safe. So I know what that feels like to just have someone skeptical. Fortunately, she wasn't somebody who was like downing my dreams. She just she was just kind of like, "Okay, please go to school, just in case you know it doesn't work out." I'm like, "Mom, it's gonna work out, girl." (laughs) But for those who want to be in entertainment, I feel like. You know, self-belief is the strongest thing you can have because even if everybody in the world believes in you if you don't believe in yourself, it's not possible. But then when you do believe in yourself, you don't need anybody else to because it's so it's so strong and that's all you need.
0: Was there a moment where your mom was like, "Oh shit, you're right." Oh shit. <laughs> that
1: that thing you said you were going to
0: do, you're doing and it's been validated by the 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 people
1: what what was that moment um before so my type is my my first billboard entry but before that I had icy girl icy girl was like you know very viral um social media and even in the world and so i think she was hearing about it but my mom does like pilates i think something like that and not it, she was in some fitness class and they played my song and she was like this is weird so she tells me that after the class, she walks up to the instructor and was like, hey, um, do you know that girl who sings Icy Girl? You know, she's just trying to, like, check the temperature. And she was like, oh, yeah, I love her. Her name's Sweetie. And she goes, um, did they tell you to play that? Like, do you know somebody on her team? She's like, this- is this a prank? Yes. And the, and the instructor's like, um, what do you like? She's very confused at this point. She was like, I don't know. I, I just like the artist Sweetie. Like-, <laughs> <laughs> like, she was just confused. Did she
0: know that was your name?
1: who the your, instructor yeah your
0: artist name no your mom
1: um yeah she knew that yeah okay. so she's kind of, my mom just both of them are confused and she goes you know that's my daughter right and the yoga instructor or the, whoever the instructor just freaks out and she's like oh my gosh I love your daughter and my mom's like showing her pictures like to prove that she's like my mom so like from then and on she kept hearing my songs in her fitness classes and she's like wow like Okay, I see what's going on.
0: Yeah, my mom also made me go to community college while I was running my eBay store because you could never expect that an eBay store would become what what happened with Nasty Gal, but Mm -hmm. oh my God, she would go to the makeup counter at Nordstrom and be like, have you heard of Nasty Gal? Oh yeah, my girl boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me tell you about it. She like, it's like her claim to fame in some (laughs) ways and she like still does it. It's just like, she's so proud, but it's also like, it's really funny. Um... So you mentioned discipline and Mm -hmm. you learned discipline from sports, right? How do you stay, how do you stay disciplined today? Like, is there, are there tools you use, tactics, like, you know, mantras, morning routines? Like, how do you keep
1: that in the world that's just so, so loud, right? Um, Well, I started recording. I started treating my studio sessions like an actual job. So I record nine to five. Um, and after, at five o'clock, I have a heart out unless I'm just super inspired and the juices are flowing. But I treat that as a nine to five. So I know that within those hours, I need to work hard. And my reward is getting out at five o'clock because a lot of artists, you know, we for some reason, we all think we have to record in the middle of the night. And that's not true. The studio is open in the morning. So <laughs> <laughs> I decided to do that to get my days back. Um, and I feel like it's just way more healthy for me. Like, everybody knows that there's strategy and there's a reason and there's a purpose from that 9 to 5. And then at 5, you guys are all free to go. Has that always
0: been the case? Was there a time where you were like, oh, shit, this, this thing's taking over my life. I need some boundaries. Were you just start yes. that way?
1: No, no, no. I didn't start that way. So, like, when I first started out, like I was saying before, like, we think, especially as young artists, that we only have to— record at night like because that's what you see you see rapper especially for, especially for like the hip-hop community people staying up late getting out the studio like oh working all night no it wasn't healthy for me because i get out of the studio around five or six and my body my body naturally just wakes up around eight or nine so it's like i'd only be sleeping like four to five hours a night and when you keep on doing that and if i'm getting out maybe sometimes even at 7 a.m i'm not getting any sleep so it was like my body started to break down. And I'm like, okay, girl, you need to find out something that's more productive for your schedule. And that was my solution. And so 9 to 5, what happens before 9 and after 5? Um, before 9, I like to – I'm trying to – so normally I'm a type of person where like, oh, my gosh, I used to be such a bad procrastinator. I still am sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'll stay in my bed until it's time for me to go and then like just hurry up and rush. But I like to get up. I just, start, I just started drinking coffee now. Uh-oh. It's so funny. <laughs> I used to talk so much shit about people who drink coffee. I'm like, you guys are just doing it because it's cute. No, it really helps. Yeah. <laughs> so I just started drinking coffee. I like to, like, walk around my house, just feel, like, slowly prepare myself for the day. Um, if I can go to the gym, I do that. 9 to 5, I'm working my ass off. After 5, I'll probably come home, watch a movie, meet with my team, um relax and if you know i need to to do other work i'll do that but at home
0: as you know at girl boss we're all about staying curious and learning over the course of our lifetime because none of us know the whole picture and that's why i'm happy to say that girl boss radio is brought to you by skillshare And if you don't know what Skillshare is, it's an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. You can take classes in graphic design, photography, creative writing, fine art, music production, web development, you name it, they've got it. And I know so many of us have side hustles and are starting businesses, want to start businesses and just enrich our lives. Skillshare is the place you can do it. Right now, I'm taking a great class called Getting a Yes, How to Prep, Pitch, Persuade, and Close, which I need because deal-making is part of what I do. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare and get two months free when you sign up at skillshare.com slash boss. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started today by heading to skillshare.com slash boss to sign up. That's skillshare.com slash boss. Creativity is something that you know comes in waves, sometimes there's roadblocks, and you mentioned nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. How do you look at nine a.m., here I am, turn on the juices, right? Turn on my creativity.
1: Mm. So for me, um, the structure is nine to five. But anything in between that is free flow. And the reason why I like starting in the morning is because your mind is fresh. So the only, th- only thing that you can do is to think of all these things that you you can possibly do. Like I wasn't shopping before. I wasn't. You know kicking it i wasn't sleeping I'm, i was sleeping never mind that was a bad i wasn't taking a nap or something i wasn't doing something to delay or to make my 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 way of thinking lethargic you know what i'm saying so like i'm fresh i'm up I'm, i just drank my coffee yeah <laughs> so it's like i'm just I'm, my purpose is there to work so I'm, not only am i doing that to be fresh i'm also training my body and my mind and my creativity to have that as a that nine to five as okay i'm here to work and when I'm stepping into this room, this is what's gonna happen.
0: And being a creative is tough, right? It is. Like it you know, you have ups and downs and so you have to sustain a career and you know, especially early in your career that can mm-hmm. be really challenging. Before I see girl, you almost gave up. You mm-hmm. almost threw in the towel. Mm-hmm. Creativity is really hard. Mm-hmm. The music industry is really hard.
1: Anything with creative is hard. People are literally buying into the ideas that are coming from my brain.
0: Yeah. It's not like here's a dress, I'm selling you. It's like you know what can this girl do right Right. and and you've done it but you were applying for jobs at a hospital
1: yes okay
0: why because
1: they make a lot of money (laughs) that's
0: amazing and you decided not to why did you decide not to
1: um, you know, my soul didn't feel right. Every time I get an offer and I feel like me getting a hospital job was in vain. I was trying to figure out what was the quickest thing I can do that made the most money because I have expensive tastes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I felt like I wanted a nice apartment in LA. I wanted nice clothes. I wanted a nice car. I wanted to be financially stable. So that was my reason of going to a hospital.
0: That's, so. that's a good sustainable way to do it if you were going to do it. I've done it a lot less legitimate ways and that's not that doesn't work out so somehow somehow that said but um so you started by posting raps mm-hmm. on your instagram instagram yeah instagram account and twitter did those took off uh-huh how did how did you get that kind of visibility
1: um honestly the power of social media um people sharing people tagging their friends people retweeting it quote retweeting it so i really thank those people who are early believers and just spread you know my videos throughout social media and you were discovered at a puma event yeah, by my manager. Max. Max Goose.
0: How did that work? He came up to you. What did he say?
1: Um, he asked me what I did, and by that point I was just irritated because everybody always <laughs> asks you in L.A., what do you do? And it's just embarrassing when you say, I'm an artist, because if you haven't made it yet, it's kind of like, oh, everybody wants to be an artist. So I was like, I'm a photographer. And I said oh my God. That and I said that, so he'd leave me alone. And I had my, my friend who was a photographer at the time. I had her camera in my hand. So he looked at me, and he was like, okay. He didn't believe me, which I found out later. And he came up to me again, but this time talking to my cousins. And my cousins spilt the beans, and they're like, "She's a rapper." <laughs>
0: So what what was the first thing you did when you worked with him? He was like, all right, let's sit down here We're gonna plan this out. Nothing.
1: What, nothing. Where'd you start? None of that. He was like, um, do you want to record? I said hell, yeah The reason for me recording on Instagram is because I didn't have the money to go to a studio So we had a studio that I had all access to so I literally just recorded as much as possible he told me to record icy girl, which was first a car rap and I I recorded it, we shot a video, and that's what really just catapulted my career.
0: Have you ever felt like you need to fit into a mold? Like, okay, this is what's marketable. We're going to do this with her. You know, there's so many kind of manufactured celebrities and artists today. Have you ever felt pressured in any way to change who you are?
1: I felt pressured to buy social media. Not by my team or anybody who I work with, but I felt pressured to to maintain this image that I didn't strategically plan to have. Because because I'm not as, I don't have a strong social media presence in the essence of me not being transparent and letting people into my life. What they see is a college girl, um, takes nice pictures, dresses nice. Oh, she must be the girl next door. So it's like, that's the kind of, image social media gave me so when I would do take a step out of my comfort not even a comfort zone take a step out of what they thought was my image people would kind of come for me and it's kind of like I never said I was this person so it's kind of like I felt the pressure to just be what people thought what people thought of me and once I realized I really love talking to older people and they're always telling me things that they would have changed in their 20s so I'm really working hard on just doing what I want to do but when you have social media and all of these people have access to you and you stumble across like criticism every now and then you're like can y'all
0: like <laughs> And people just want you to be the same person. Yeah. It's like, I think if everybody had the choice, they would still look like the person on the cover of that book and be doing this, you know, it's like they want a caricature yeah. of like, okay, I can, this is, un- I can understand it. in like one sentence, this is what that person looks like. I'm going to dress up like them on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And like people just hit that identity hard over and over again. And it works. But at the same time, you're not really like, does Ariana Grande, you don't have to answer this question, but she really want to have the same hair for the rest of her life. I don't know. But you mm-hmm. know what? people can dress up as her as Halloween.
1: No but even speaking on that like sometimes when I'll make a personal video like something that's funny to me or something that's showing my personality I'll get a couple comments and it's just like I miss the old sweetie and it's just like I've always been this sweetie you guys just haven't seen this part of me so it's kind of like because I've held back so much because I am a private person whenever I do something that's outside of my quote-unquote image people like have something to say about it.
0: Okay, you talked about the moment your mom like discovered that you made it. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment that you felt like you made it?
1: When I got my, my new apartment, which I really love, because it's something that I did. The Financial stability has always been important to me because I graduated from such a prestigious university but was broke. So it was kind of like that fairy tale of graduating and just making all this money wasn't real for me so I know what it feels like to struggle so financial stability has always been important to me um so when I got my my apartment and when I got my first billboard hot 100 entry I and, thought that was really cool
0: and you're also on a billboard in West Hollywood that I just drove by today I almost
1: several you're, okay yeah well <laughs> yeah I just think, in the last
0: 24 hours yeah
1: I think little little reminders like that keep me going
0: was there something you did to celebrate was it buying your apartment what like when that moment hit were you like all right, this is what I'm going to do to celebrate. You're going to go on vacation. Like, was there was there um, like a splurge? Was there...
1: I reward myself with comfortability. So my apartment is super spacious. My furniture is nice. Um, I get I get a kick out of just being comfortable and out of my home. I, I invest a lot into my home because when I go into my home, I want to relax. I want to decompress. I just want to just enjoy the area I'm in. So I feel like I reward myself a lot with things that I buy from my home. Are you a tourist? no oh. <laughs> I, I am
0: you Tor- are torses love that shit they're like i like velvet and leather and suede and all this shit not because it's expensive but it's mm-hmm. just in there just in and it just happens before, to though. be expensive
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so you ended up signing with a major label mm-hmm. why did you decide to do that has it i mean was that the right decision how has that helped you
1: um at the At that time it was, and music is all about strategy, um, which is what I'm learning. And Icy Girl was so prominent in the streets and on social media, but it didn't didn't have any radio presence. And at the time, Warner, um, well, they still are. They're very passionate about my career, and I thank them for that. And they had the means to take Icy Girl to the next level. So it was the right move for me in that moment, definitely.
0: Who's protected you? So it's like everybody has something to gain. Everybody's taking a cut. They're mm-hmm. also the people negotiating stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Like who's been your guiding force to protect you among all these agents, managers, you know, record labels who mm-hmm. like have something to gain, I'm sure are like doing great on your behalf, but also like who's looking out for you, I guess, is my question. Um,
1: Do you have a great attorney? Do you have a family member? Do you have an advisor? Like My ma- my manager has done a really great job, um, Max Goose. Um he's one of my mentors and I really thank him for you know guiding me and um I have a great relationship with my lawyer as well. Um I'm very involved in my deal so I know everything that's going on. So I think I think people can protect you but the most you can also protect yourself. And I think the way you do that is to be educated as as much as possible with, you know, your financials, your creative and whatever, whatever is a part of building your brand. Try to be involved as much as possible.
0: So I want to get just a little bit into your personal life, which I know you don't share a ton about, but Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship with Quavo. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with being so busy and in a relationship with someone who's also so busy? How do you make time for that?
1: We haven't had that problem. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm hmm. How do you how do you deal with being in the spotlight in a relationship with two very public you know both of you guys are very public figures?
1: I guess I just deal with it. Um, it's we're not we're, we're and we're in the spotlight, but we don't share a lot. So I feel like there's a fine line between publicity and privacy, and we don't like. Or very private. Yeah.
0: Pe- mm-hmm. Some people, it's like everything's for sale. They're always out there. They know that's going to get them the press or whatever. It's like their babies for sale. Like everything's up for grabs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really unique and almost kind of radical in today's, you know, climate of social media to not tell everybody everything. Because it's what they reward, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know. Being confessional and being vulnerable is like a badge of honor, but at the same time, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody's going to have opinions about those things. And that can be really challenging when they're actually talking about your real life.
1: It's it's unfortunate that sometimes that our lives are literally there for, for entertainment. So I try to be as private as possible.
0: And so you told Rolling Stone, I wanted to get into you as a business person. You've told Rolling Stone that I've always been a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Do you consider yourself a businesswoman or an entrepreneur above being an artist, or do you feel like they're both like on the same plane? How do you, I guess, how do you identify is my question.
1: I feel like because I've always been a businesswoman, I identify with that in a more so in a stronger way because I've spent time with like my grandmother who was like one of the number one real estate women in the bay area um i was selling candy and keeping track of my numbers and trying to find a way to just market myself through school i used to have it on my away message like hey this is my this is my aim when you guys need some candy it's kind of like (laughs) it sounds like some drugs (laughs) when you need me like i can meet you at the bathroom and you bring your money i'll bring the candy just hit me on my aim
0: What kind of candy?
1: Um, Sour candy, chocolate. (laughs) Um, I would get it from Smart and Final. Um, From that to just going to San Diego State and USC and just studying. So I've always just been about numbers, um, strategy, and marketing.
0: When you use Zoom every day is a little better and we use Zoom here at Girlboss literally every day. I use it on my mobile device. I use it on my computer. I use it to video chat. I can dial in on my mobile device. I can video chat on my mobile device. It's incredible, it is really the next level of business communications. We have teams that work remotely here, we have someone in Chicago, we have people in New York, we have someone in Bend, Oregon, and we are always connecting and collaborating and staying in constant communication with Zoom. So I'll make it super easy for you. Visit Zoom online and set up a free account today. Try the most affordable and most reliable video communications solution on the market. Meet Happy with Zoom. So, music is a business, mm-hmm. and the music industry has changed a lot over the last several years. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've heard like touring and merch and recordings. Not it's like, where's the money in music? Like, where you know, where where is it? Like, is it in touring? Is it in merch? Is it in endorsements? Like. Mm-hmm. What have you learned just entering this new kind of phase of your career where like people are coming to you saying like we want you to we want you to do all these things where are you finding the most success
1: Um through it all fortunately my brand is people are buying into all aspects whether it's the beauty whether it's music whether it's the fashion and I feel like it is that way because I care about all of those things anything that I put my hands on I'm very involved and i'm a part of the creative and i feel like my ideas are dope so that's why people are drawn to like the creative
0: <laughs> you just did a collection with pretty little thing yes why was that why was that a like meeting of the minds why was that like a great idea
1: um for me pretty little thing is you know they're they're girl bosses you know like you oh. like me and i think that it was dope to just collaborate with somebody who not only has um, affordable pieces but their quality as well and they also represent something way bigger than fashion they rep- they represent women all types of women if you know for the listeners who missed the fashion show what I thought the most beautiful thing was is when you saw two different women of two different sizes coming down the runway both looking fabulous representation is is important and I really love the the I really love that pretty little thing is is beyond just just fashion like their idea the grand scheme of things is is for like just the goodness of of women and for the people and
0: we all experience like hard lessons right Mm -hmm. through business as business people Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what is the hardest lesson that you've learned just you know what would you tell yourself when you're sixty you're young? but, like, what would you tell yourself when you're sixteen, or you know if you could? But mm-hmm. like what is the hardest lesson that you've encountered in your career?
1: Um, people have heard it before, so I'm just going to to say it again. Um, you can't say yes to everything. Having a busy schedule just to look busy isn't 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 effective. And I've learned to say no to a lot of things, to focus on the things that are important. Is there a polite way to say no?
0: Like someone's like, I want to introduce you to this person. Let's get coffee. Let's catch up. Like all the kind of BS superficial stuff that people want just to spend time with you. Like, is Mm -hmm. there like an email or text that's like, hi, blah, blah, blah. I'm really busy. Is like, is there a polite way to say no? How would you, what would your advice be to just like say no?
1: I think um, the most polite way to say no is to give an explanation. Um, I feel like it's, it's relatable and it's understandable. And if they can't understand that, then, okay, great. That's why I don't want to meet with you anyways. I'm sorry.
0: I need to go home.
1: <laughs> That's mine.
0: I'm sorry. I need to cook dinner at home tonight. I
1: need to cook dinner at home. Maybe we can do this another time. Yeah. So
0: is do you have a dream
1: collaboration? A dream collaboration? Um, yeah, but he's not alive. Tupac. Oh, shit. Yeah. Who, who are your
0: mentors? Like who are your, whether they're personal mentors or people you really admire? You mentioned Tupac, like Mm -hmm. who, who have you followed? Like whose career trajectory has either been a part of, it's been a part of your, your growth and development.
1: It's interesting because there's not just one person. I'm like a researcher. Like I really love like doing my research and just figuring out how people have got to the point that they've got to like, for example, like Michael Jackson or Beyonce, they rehearse. they live and they sleep rehearsing and just perfecting their craft when I get some time I like to do that (laughs) because at my shows I really love giving you know performing and doing my best and it just depends like who I scroll who I scroll across that day or who's on a billboard or in a newspaper who who is catching my, my attention at that moment and in that moment I'm inspired and then from there I do my research do you mentor anybody people ask me questions I do but there's not just one single person that I'm dedicated to but whenever people do have questions like if I'm out like if a fan or a supporter if another artist just has a question I'm 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 very willing to to answer it because a lot of people try to withhold knowledge and um I'm not sure if you follow Gary V Mm -hmm. but Gary V gives out a lot of advice and he was like there should be no secrets because I forgot what the statistic was but X amount of those people are not going to do it anyways, so just share. He's one
0: of our investors,
1: really. Hi, funny? Gary V. <laughs> hey,
0: Gary. So it sounds like you're still learning how to protect yourself from this noise and all the psychic garbage that people throw at you over, you know, across social media. And you're still mastering it. But are there some techniques that you've found that are like, I don't know, deleting Instagram, not Google, what's it called, alerting yourself? I did that at one point. <laughs> don't do it. Reading the comments, mm-hmm. don't reading the comments, like. What have you learned?
1: So like I'm a very interactive artist I like to respond to my fans I have conversations with them And at first It was all gravy You know like It's cool Like when I was growing And everything was positive At first But then once you're Put into a certain spotlight Like Hate comes with the love And I had to realize That sometimes if I wasn't mentally like sometimes I have to literally mentally prepare myself to go onto Twitter because Twitter is an evil ass place and sometimes I stay like my way of avoiding it because you know like you said I am learning and I wish I had advice for those who are still proactive on these accounts and who are able to you know block out the negativity because I can't do that yet so the only way for me to do that is to literally not be on Twitter so it's like or Instagram, so it's like if I'm not active, that's me literally protecting myself from what comes with the territory of being, you know, popping on a social media platform. It's tough, it's tough. Mm -hmm. I think
0: it's like, it's a unique experience to have people who don't know you judge you. Yes. And for their opinions to become like other people's opinions. It's like, how did that happen? This is all so wrong. But now this is it's the headline. Right. Yeah. Like, And that's what people believe, because that's the world we live in.
1: Yeah. I feel like certain outlets have kind of positioned me in a way for clickbait. And it had, you know, a lot of negative backlash. Them not realizing that we are people. And when those things did happen, I did go into deep, you know, moments of depression because I, I literally social media is a part of artist work I couldn't go on social media because what they were saying were, it was it was terrible and it's just like wow okay so you guys are using my image in a negative way for clickbait not realizing that it's affecting me personally but it's only going to make me stronger because as I realize and you know Self is really important to me. So I have to come back to self. I have to remind myself and I have to just realize that none of this is true. But when it's coming at you in in waves and viralness, I don't even know if viralness is a word, girl. (laughs) But when something goes wrong on Twitter, you see it. And if it's bad, you especially see it. And it's just like, well, okay. So mental toughness is something that I'm working on. And um, I've had to use my skill sets and had to prove people through numbers and through charting. That these things that people were saying about me weren't always true. And sometimes it's crazy because you'll, I think the most absurd thing I've ever seen was someone agre- like someone agreeing with someone and saying, I haven't listened to her music, but I agree with you. Basically, in those terms. And it's just like, wow. So it's like, sometimes it's, whether it's me, whether it's another artist, sometimes it's cool to hop on the hate train. so many of you out there are running your own businesses.
0: So I want to tell you about a company that I wish existed back when I was running a business back in my eBay store days, and it's called ShipStation. So whether you're selling on your own website or selling in marketplaces like Etsy or eBay, ShipStation will make your life so much easier by bringing all those orders together. You can use ShipStation on your computer or with your phone, and you'll save so much time, especially with the holiday rush coming. And ShipStation helps you figure out the best way to ship every package. You can create shipping labels for all the top carriers locally and globally, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. And because they are doing so much shipping, they have relationships with Fortune 500 companies, they offer economies of scale to give you discounts on shipping costs as well. We use ShipStation here at Girlboss and we absolutely love it. So take the hassle out of holiday shipping this year. Right now, Girlboss Radio listeners get to try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code GIRLBOSS. See for yourself why ShipStation is rated number one by online sellers. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Girlboss. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code GIRLBOSS. ShipStation. Make ship happen. yeah so there's a moment you wanted to quit right and then you're still walking to a room saying like hey Mm -hmm. like I'm the real deal I need to convince these executives that like I'm worth betting on like Mm -hmm. what is what advice would you have for other artists or entrepreneurs walking to a room with people who who, with whom your fate like hinges on that you know their opinion about you
1: so although I may have not learn what i've what i wrote in my essays or took you know notes on in the lectures at usc one of the biggest things that i've learned there was to speak up i always felt you know there's not a lot of minorities there so sometimes i'd be the only black girl in the room and it was very discouraging when you have these very you know smart intelligent people who like kind of know what they're doing like who probably went to like prep schools or have a great background so I think the biggest thing I've learned is to ask questions and to speak your truth and your ideas, because the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. It's the power of habit. I'm not sure if you've like read that book before, but habit is important. So the more you exercise, you know, your thoughts and just speaking on your your own behalf and, you know whether if you're asking the wrong question or whether you're pronouncing something wrong just just do it because the more you do it, you'll become comfortable with it. So, I feel like once I realized that my biggest my the problem isn't isn't them, it isn't this classroom, it isn't the environment, it's me. I'm my I'm my biggest enemy and I'm stopping myself from, you know, from participating. So, I feel like once you kind of put the fear aside, and really just own what you have to discuss. Do that. Really do that. And like I said, it's habit. So do that and exercise it more and just become more comfortable with speaking. And I feel like once you start doing that, you'll be able to walk into these rooms and to, and to really have a conversation and to be a part of the discussion. Because you can't have a meeting that's about you with all these people and not have anything to say. <laughs> They're going to be like, okay, well, we, we see you online, but you're not saying that much in person. So, you know, self-belief, really. Really, really, that's important. And there were times where I didn't have that because, like I said, I'd be in, you know, environments where I, did, I wasn't confident enough. I felt like I didn't belong. But it's like you're in the room. You don't. You you belong. So you're at the table. You, you don't have to ask for permission to, to speak up. Uh, so what's next for you? Um, the take over the world, girl. That's what I'm trying to do. You're on your way. Fashion, business, I'm starting to act. Yeah, um, the TV series that I'm a part of, we haven't announced it yet, but they're regular, um, is coming out in the spring. I'm coming on as a guest, so that's super exciting. Um, I have uh, my second wave of collection coming out with Pretty Little Things soon. I'm speaking at Harvard this Monday Um, I'm working on new music, you know, icy girl season is coming up the winter time. So just lots of surprises Mm -hmm. in the bag,
0: you know, success can mean so many things. It Mm -hmm. could be what happens between 95. It could be what happens after five o'clock. What does success mean to you?
1: When you ask me that question, I think of three things. So I know what it feels like to have nothing. I know what it feels like to rent rooms off of Craigslist and to stay in a stranger's home and to put luggage in front of the door because I'm kind of scared because I took the offer, but I don't know who these people are. And I have nothing in my room but a mattress. And for that week, I only ate pasta with butter and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So when I get money and when I see it in my bank account and I'm able to spend it the way I want to, that makes me happy. Um, mental health is important to me, too. People don't realize that, yes, words are just words, but social media has allowed people to have access to artists. And sometimes when they say mean things that go, especially things that go viral, we see that. And, you know, we're not robots, so that can affect us. And if we don't have some someone to talk to about it or someone who's supporting us, that can be very depressing. So just working on my mental toughness, that's something that I'm still working on. But once I achieve that, that'll be a success to me. And just doing something that my soul loves, which is music. So the fact that I'm doing something that I'm so passionate about is just so exciting to me. And that's what success is. So
0: parlaying into you know one of my final questions um we have this thing called girl boss moments which Mm is do you know what girl boss moments are Mm -hmm. it's like a time in your most recent history where you were just like really proud of something and it could be work it could be personal it could be Mm -hmm. gave myself a bubble bath that's always my example but Mm -hmm. what was your most recent girl boss moment
1: girl my house so my house is literally a vibe like it's so cute i have like In my living room, it's lavender carpets. I have this, and shout out to my mom. I love you so much for helping me out while I've been busy. She's been ordering everything. Um, I have a beautiful, like, living room coffee table with magazines and this YSL fashion book. I have flowers that last, like, four years just sitting there. I have a fireplace. I have these comfy blankets. It looks like a Pinterest room. And that was my goal, and I've never had that ever in my life. Like I've never had a cute place to live in. So the fact that I walk into my home, I'm inspired, and it's my home is is it's more than just for show. When I go home, I want to, I'll constantly want to be creative and inspired. So if I see colors, if I see that YSL, if I see Rihanna on my magazine on the magazine covers in my living room, I'm constantly inspired to just okay. I'm completely surrounded by just creative things. So I constantly just want to be motivated. And I'm so happy that my house is now a place of motivation for me.
0: Yeah, it's such a privilege to be able to create the space that you're in. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. And the first time you do that is like, it's like, oh, shit. yes. Yeah, it's like Cinderella. I it is me.
1: like Cinderella. I love being home Except now. Except you're your own prince. Right. <laughs> um, so you said something in your book that I want to talk about. With a lot of social media artists, like women like me, especially women because we have it hard, like sometimes they're always trying to attribute, you know, our success to luck. And you said something in your book. What I hate about luck is that it implies being devoid of responsibility. It implies that you can do nothing and then step into success as easily as stepping into a pile of poop on the sidewalk. (laughs) And it's just like that's something that has always just like... That's so true. Because when when I, when I see that, I'm like, well, am I lucky? Like these people are coming for me. There's a long thread on Twitter talking about how I got this and that because of this person or uh, because I wore this or I, because I look like this. And it's just like, no, like people are buying into my things. And I have to constantly remind myself that I'm not lucky. Like I worked my ass off to get here. When people try to, you know, take away your hard work, just remember the things that sh- that you've done to get there because it shouldn't be taken in vain no matter what anyone says it's hard
0: work and I think people from the outside are like look at these photos look at her outfit like oh look she hangs out with special people or you know her grandfather was an athlete or something like that look at Mm -hmm. there's advantage or whatever it may be and you know it's luck I, th- I do now believe there's some serendipity. I don't mm-hmm. believe in luck, but like we can, we can attract things mm-hmm. that we want, yeah. right? Having mm-hmm. intentions. Like I do believe in all of that, but it's not like, it's not dumb luck. You can't polish a turd, right? Like, <sighs> agents agents can only right it's true like agents can only make you're only as good as what you bring to these people they don't have
1: definitely you know
0: most of them don't have creative ideas and Mm -hmm. like you really do have to be an artist like Mm -hmm. that can't be made up like we all are trading on the merit of our of our creativity of you know of of our talent and you can't argue with, I mean, <laughs> the word success, I think we throw around in different ways, but like accomplishments, right? Like right. when someone has like done something super legitimate, worked super hard, mm-hmm. has recognition for it, it's kind of like, all right, guys, but you know what? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do even more just to spite you. Right. Um And another thing, just, I mean, I've been through a lot, advice-wise, something people have told me is, you know, you think everybody's thinking that shit about you, and they've, like, moved on. They, like, clicked, and they didn't even read it, and they've moved on. Like, you know, you think everybody's, like, thinking that about you when you walk into a room, Mm -hmm. whatever that thing might be, and they're just, like, way too busy worrying about themselves. So, if that helps at all, (laughs) if it can, I try to tell myself that, but... No, that's...
1: That will help me, because... You know, because we're thinking about ourselves, we're thinking about all the other things that people have said about us, and has it has stuck with us because it's about ourselves. But I think once we realize what you just said, that these people are probably thinking about themselves too. It, it'll help.
0: Oh my God, you've been holding a copy of Girl Boss this entire interview. It's yeah. like the most flattering thing anyone oh, could ever do. Above you. anything <laughs> that anybody could ever say. I need to reread the book. I need to take my own advice. But. Thank you so much for joining me on girl Boss Radio. Of course, girl. Lovely.
1: And thank you for being inspiration to Aww. me and to all the other women in the world.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Girlboss Radio and a big, big thank you to Saweetie for coming to the Girlboss offices and for sharing her story with us. And as always, if you like what you heard on today's show, please go ahead and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've already done that, please take a minute to write a quick review for the show. It's a super simple way that you can help us spread the word about what we do here at Girl Boss Radio. We want to reach more listeners and you can help us do that by rating, reviewing, and sharing us with your friends. Okay, that's it.